0: You're about to experience a message from South Lake Church. A church who gathers together 10:30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake. I am Pastor Rob Bailey. I'm so thankful you guys are all here. We are actually concluding a sermon series called This Is Us. And what this means is we're discussing when somebody comes out to Southlake, when somebody needs a Southlake member, when someone really experiences who we are in a community, what do they themselves feel? What do they themselves get to say, like, this is who we are? And we start off talking about how we are non-judging. Now here's the thing, every one of us is judging. This is who this is part of this, who we are in us. But as we meet somebody, as we welcome them, let them know that we're not here to judge them off the bat, we're not here to look at who they are, but instead to hear who they are, to get to know them. This is us. South Lake is a group of people who come together and serve our community. As somebody finds out that we're here to know who they are, the best way to show that we love them, the best way to them know that they experience love, is to serve them. This is us. And now today, we're going to talk about how we're about new relationships. That relationships are a key focus for us. This is us. Now this week, as I've been working through what does it mean for relationships, South Lake as a church plant, has been working with a group called Five Two. This is a group that's been helping us on this journey. A group that's helped us really work through how we've gotten to this point and the excitement as we move forward. And one of the last books I had to read as part of 5 2 is called The Outward Mindset. Short book, but I can sum it up with two sentences. If you always think inward about yourself, stop it. Why? because when we think inward, it's amazing how when we think we're doing better things, it actually hurts people around you, makes things crumble. So instead of inward, here's the second phrase, think outward. How do you help those around you? How do you help those that are um, making decisions that are outside of who you are? It's amazing how that actually affects not just the people around you, but also you. Does anybody here like sharing their toys? Anybody in the back, no? You like sharing your toys with your little sister? No? Does anybody like sharing their toys? Josh, you actually like to share your toys? Dad? Hold on, right? here in South Lake, we have crosses. We give to people a reminder how we have relationships. You get a cross. I'm just gonna walk over here real quick. I was not somebody who shared his toys, so. So when we talk about sharing toys, so why don't we share our toys? Why don't we do it? Somebody's going to break them. Somebody's going to break them So you're scared? Why else? Hmm? Oh, not return them? What else? Why do we not like sharing our toys? Jim, thank you. I always can count on you. You're selfish. You're probably the most selfish person I've ever met. And, but, but no, the reason why I bring that up is because the reason why it's a struggle to share is because we think about ourselves. You think about all the answers why we don't share because we're talking think about inwardly how this will affect us if we don't get it back if it gets damaged by the way i know i'm saying toys but how many of us can think of our own power tools or maybe some of our crafts or maybe some of our favorite hobbies that we have You don't like to give it out to other people because you don't know how it's going to return i was talking to somebody last night they borrowed a buddy's truck who just bought it and they gouged out the uh, uh, undercarriage there. Oh. Yeah. On the bed, sorry, undercarriage. On the bed, yeah. When you give out things, it doesn't always come back. But what happens, like Josh, when you have an outward focus and do give your toys out, what tends to happen? Potentially. What gets built when you, bought, when you let your neighbors borrow your power tools or need something, even if it's some sugar? Trust. Trust. They seem to trust you. What else happens when you give something outward? It's another benefit. A relationship forms, probably. Most likely. Not always, yes. Any other benefits of sharing our tools or toys or anything else? Yes. Hmm? They might let you use theirs. So, in case maybe you need something, you might be able to go back to them. But here's the key thing with this idea of thinking outward. If we're expecting something to get in return for being outward, what are we really still thinking? Selfish. You're still inward. So, and that's a struggle I think we all face. I think we do this on a daily basis. So when we talk about relationships here at South Lake, yes, I want you everybody to meet new people. Absolutely. If I don't know you, I want to know you. But the question is, where's my heart and my head in that relationship? Am I worried about how you are doing? Am I worried how things are going for you? Or am I just thinking you're showing up so I can feel good as a pastor? Or here's a harder one for me. So I like to have all the answers. I like to fix everything. So if I have a relationship with you and I'm hearing how you're doing, I might not actually be listening to you, but trying to figure out how to solve the problem I heard you in a first maybe three words. Is that outwardly being with that person or is that an inward focus? inward so that's a struggle that i have that people are hitting me and reminding me not to do but that's something we all i mean i would say we all struggle in different ways so yes relationships are so important but if our head head and our heart is still inward we're missing the boat no matter how many relationships that we have and jesus has been working with the disciples and all the different people calling out not just your actions but your heart. And that's where our reading today helps work through this. Now I'll tell you, for most of my life, I've struggled with this reading. In fact, you know, it really took being here and working and seeing what's happening here at Southlake to better understand what's going on. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter four. I got some extra bonus material, so if those with the app can follow along with me. And what's happening here is the church is starting. The church. The beginning of the church. They're in Jerusalem. They're coming together. People are being baptized by the thousand. People are joining. What do you do? How do you gather together? And as a church plant, what kind of resources do we have? What kind of finances do we have? Like these are the questions that we start thinking. I can tell you they were thinking the same thing. So they had a capital campaign probably one of the best known in the world. So I'm just gonna read a little bit for you. All the believers were united in heart and mind. Funny, heart, mind, and the issues we struggle with. And they felt that uh, what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of Jesus, God's great blessing upon them all. There were not needy uh, um, people among them because those who owned land and houses would sell them, bring the money to the apostles, and give to those in need. What did they teach and preach to people that made them so excited to give? By the way, it's funny how you're working through this whole week, and then you just read that one sentence, and it just hit you again. Let me pick up on there, what did they preach that made all the people in the church want to sell their land and support it? What was the message? Was it, you're gonna have great blessings, If you give this amount, you get 10 times this amount? No. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus. That's it. When you preach the gospel, when you preach the good news about who Jesus is, it's amazing how it affects other people, and they gather around. It's not fancy. It's not creative. It's just hearing who Jesus is. Now, it's really cool here, then. How do they respond? Well, it says that there were no needy people among them because those who owned land, houses, would sell them, bring their money to the apostles to get those in need. So as we're building relationships, the church realized we need to think outward. For those who are coming in, how are they being affected? How can we help them? So people would sell some of their possessions. They would sell their land to help give to the needy. Now, the key thing in other verses you might have heard, it says they gave to those with what they needed. This does not mean if somebody came to the church, they got a payday. They go on a vacation because they asked for help. What they're sharing here is the church came together to figure out where were people missing actual needs and help meet those special needs. And they came together. Now this can be a hard text. I mean, I had a hard time dealing with it because I grew up in school. I grew up in America. This kind of sounds like socialism, right? That's sometimes the argument. Like, how dare the whole church bring all their money together and just give out to everybody? That's not what's happening here. The church saw a need. They found a way that they, God has blessed us, how can we use this for others? And made sure that people didn't have excess that they were taken care of. That they could experience the love of Jesus. The same love about him dying for them. That's outward thinking. And because they had that kind of thinking from the get-go, this church, this group, continued to grow and blossom. We're here today because these people took time to take care of other people's needs. It's amazing how God then took care of their needs. And one of the best people, the, the example they gave is Barnabas. Barnabas means some encouragement, this individual will go on with Paul being one of the top evangelists that we know of. This is someone who gave up what he had that God blessed him with. It's amazing through his life how God blessed him. Now for those of you know people, you know yourself, when you think outward, does everybody else tend to think outward with you? No. So here's an example. I give my power tools to my neighbor because I, I give my power tools to Kevin. Kevin's like, awesome. <laughs> Kevin doesn't return his... The power tools because he likes them. <laughs> That's an inward focus. But now what am I out of? Power tools. Hobby money because I have to buy new ones. Did I just get taken advantage of? I'd say yes. And so the danger is when we think outward, and the fear is that when we meet people who want to take advantage, there's then no reason for us to continue it we stop giving, we stop trying to help, because we see how others have this inward focus. If you have uh, the Bible lab, a few verses later, we have Ananias and uh, Sapphira, they had inward focus. So when they gave to the church, it was about themselves. And not to spoil it, if you keep reading, you're gonna find out that having that inward focus, there was dire consequences because in their minds, it was about them and not others in the church. The reason why I bring this up as we talk about having an outward focus, about relationships, helping others, it's not easy. We tend to uh, go back to being inward focused We tend not to trust others. We, this is a struggle. And What I want to share with you is the reason why the church could do what they did here was because God was the one to actually be the one to show that outward focus, that love. Which gets back to the original story of why do we even talk about Jesus? Why did Jesus die? When all things started, there was a community between God, Adam, and Eve, a relationship. And we talk about how sin entered the world. Another way to look at that is that when Adam and Eve were with God, they had an outward focus relationship with God. They can talk to them back and forth. Their heads were up high worshiping him. Unless he was walking the garden, they were face to face. But they were together. But when sin entered the world, guess what their focus was on? Themselves. One of the best ways to explain sin and brokenness is to set up an hour going towards God inward and are into ourselves. And there's been pain, suffering, destruction since then. So the only person that can really help us stop being inward and go back to outward? It's not us. It's not a special book to help you work through yourself. It's not your friends that can really make you understand the importance of an outward focus. It's God. God had to deal with it. God had to come down to help us understand what his outward looked like. And how he, did that, how he did that? He came down with his son through Jesus' life, with his teachings, why we were walking through the last couple weeks, is calling out the people what really matters. It starts here and here. It's for all people, not just yourself. And that message of who he is as God, he died for that. And a lot of people ask, why would God do such a thing? Why would he do that to himself? Well, the answer is, if he didn't want to, and just ignore that, God have in Himself having that inward focus, because He doesn't have to do things like that. Instead, He experienced that death, that resurrection, because He had an outward focus for all of us sitting here, but also for your neighbor, and for those people we see in our walks of life. The love of God, His death, and resurrection, that's God having an outward focus. So my encouragement for you, and for us, just as like they preached about who Jesus was, is that we too get to share that our relationship with others. Is that easy? No. No. We have a God who did it for us and loves us. And as we try to do this with one another, guess he's still by our side. He is. That's a lot better than having me by your side, trust me. But that's what it means to help be with other people so then how do we then how do we live this out? how do we help people experience the resurrection of jesus just by getting to know them by hearing their story first in a relationship that means you're taking time for them and not focusing on trying to fix their problems or trying to figure their what's going on that's that first step in sharing this outward mindset now if we can follow josh's example and then start sharing our toys with our loved ones that's another step. I'm not telling you right now, please give your keys to your new truck to some stranger. That's not what you're hearing today. But as we see people around us, the first way to build a relationship with them is to show that it's about them and not us. And this isn't easy. We have a God who did that for us, a God who we trust in. And as we share that with others, it's amazing how other relationships will be built. I don't know about you, this is us relationships together, focused not on ourselves, but those around us. Because there was a God who loved us so much that he did it for us. And that's worth sharing with everybody around us, as we're being unjudging, as we're serving, and as we have relationships. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player way to stay up to date that's all happening here at south lake church here in league city texas